0: Local news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s, Kane 107.5. Welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big Friday, TGIF, and uh, with a lot of high school football on this evening, course, we'll be at Catholic high when the Panthers take on the Blue Gators of Ascension Episcopal in a big district game. Both districts uh, opens up for most everybody this week, uh, the Panthers uh, and uh, the Blue Gators uh, Blue Gators um, have, have, have had their will with the Panthers in the last uh, three uh, games, but uh, maybe they'll change tonight in that regard. Elsewhere, uh, the Yellow Jackets uh, taking off to Opelousas to play uh, the Tigers. Uh, uh, also, Westgate bought big game here in New Iberia tonight, Jeff. As uh, Father Turlings comes to town, I believe they're ranked 10th in the state in 4A. With the uh, Tigers of Westgate at number one, should be an interesting contest over at uh, Westgate Field.
1: Uh, No doubt about it. Uh, I want to say Turlings is ranked a little bit better than that. But, uh, um, yeah, no doubt uh, maybe the game of the – although they would have tried to tell you Woodlawn-Zachary was the game of the week last night being on ESPN. But um, I think this game uh, has uh, some serious marquee uh, to it. Yeah, it, it
0: it does, and we'll see uh, uh, what comes out about that. So uh, whoever wins this game tonight, too, has a really good footing uh, for the rest. But, man, you just – in that district, it's just unbelievable. The teams, you've got to play each – every week. Uh, you know, North Vermillion is the soft point in the district. I don't think so, but, uh, gee, every game they play in that district is just uh, – a whole host of fun to watch. Anyway, the Lowerville Tigers, uh, they'll, uh, they'll journey to, uh, Baldwin to take on West St. Mary in another big contest. As I mentioned, uh, that district 2 a uh, they begin all their district games this week. Elsewhere, the Gen Red Tigers look to get back on a winning track as they journey to Franklin to take on Hanson Memorial. Highland Baptist, the Bears, uh, well, they'll, they'll host Maryville in a non-district game, as they've already played, I think, a couple of district games uh, for the uh, Bears. Um, in other action, uh, the Delcom Panthers tonight, uh, they take on Franklin in Delcambe. Uh Should be an interesting contest. Uh, delcom has been playing really well. And of course, the uh, legs uh, of uh, Jackson Wiggins has carried them the last two games. He's, he's gained almost 600 yards and scored, I think, Seven touchdowns in those two games, so a uh, big game for the delcom Panthers, and uh, of course uh, West St. Mary uh, plays their in inner uh, district foe in Lorville uh, in Lorville tonight. So uh, we'll see how uh, all our games turn out. Now there's some other interesting contests throughout the area. High school football, get out there as I mentioned uh, and support uh, uh, a lot of our local teams. In that regard, elsewhere, Jeff,
1: uh it did have a couple area games last night. All Ghanillion, right, Catholic beat coming in Christian, fifty-seven to six. Also in that same district, Central Catholic shut out Centerville, forty-nine to nothing. Oh wow, uh, a lot of other games statewide, but those were the two regional games.
0: Uh, th- you're right. Anyway, with the baseball season uh, for the regular season ending uh, Wednesday. Uh, it cranks up again for 12 teams as uh, the playoffs begin this weekend. We'll have uh, four games today. Uh, I think the opening game is uh, I want to say 11 o'clock. It? Yeah, the Guardians. Is it the Guardians uh, opening up uh, the playoffs so. uh, over in uh, Cleveland? Uh, I'm trying to recall, uh, and I think they start, like you said, 11 o'clock.
1: 11 o'clock, first and, pitch, and uh, then, local time. Yeah,
0: and then the Cardinals take on the Phillies. And and something which is different, the, the, all three games will be played at the higher seed is a ballpark. In other words, won't be a travel day, as we mentioned yesterday, you know, where uh, the teams uh, have a travel day and move on for that. But uh, all three um, all three higher-seeded teams, the best two out of three. Four. Uh, four
1: best four higher seed teams.
0: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, but the two the two high, the, the two higher seed teams in each league, which are the Dodgers along with the Braves, the, the defending champion, and over in the American League it's uh, uh the Yankees along with uh um boy, the the number one seed escapes me right now, the uh Astros Astros Yankees. yeah from Houston. Yeah, the top seeds there and they have buys and they'll place the winners they won't be reseeded, but they'll play the winners of uh, uh, some of those games well Jeff last night I don't know if you watch that game uh, I caught very little bit of it but they said the the social media <laughs> picked up on that game one of the worst games to watch last night it was just horrible
1: uh, yeah I, I did not I was watching uh, I, I would rather watch a hockey exhibition <laughs> game which is what I was doing uh, even though the game was on uh, I, I glanced over every once in a while but yeah 12 to 9 and Two, uh, quote-unquote, marquee quarterbacks, too. Uh, come on.
0: And you know what? Their their quarterback ratings were just about the same. One was 74.6 and the other one was 74.4. Uh, there was 12 punts, six fumbles, four interceptions, and no touchdowns in that game last night. And uh, if you wanted to watch uh, bad football that was it last night uh with can you credit
1: the defense and all
0: i, I don't think so i just i just don't I, think i so. enjoy
1: a good defensive struggle I, I really do if that's what it is yeah but it wasn't even that last yeah. night it was just
0: uh it was almost ineptness uh, mm. by some of these players and uh Anyway, uh, the Colts got to be rethinking (laughs) with uh, with uh, Matty Ice, along with the uh, Broncos (laughs) with uh, with Russell. So uh, yeah,
1: I I mentioned it earlier uh, weeks ago. uh, You know, if fans are unhappy with Jameis Winston as the starting quarterback. There are six, seven other teams who would love Jameis Winston above who they have currently. And I'm not saying that so much about Denver, but I, I might say that about Indianapolis. I might say that about a host of other teams. Uh, you know, I, I think of what's, well, obviously Seattle's uh, pretty happy with their quarterback. The way he's been playing. Right now, yeah. but, but I think at the start of the season, they would have liked something better in place. Carolina would like something better in place Uh, with Cleveland's situation, uh, Deshaun Watson being suspended. They'd like to be in a a better position. Pittsburgh doesn't know who they wanted quarterback. There there just are not uh, 32 marquee quarterbacks. That's
0: right. And not only that, but there might be more than six or seven, too, when you really get down to it in that regard. Uh, So uh, the Saints take on Seattle at noon kickoff at uh, the Superdome. And uh, Kamara's supposed to be back. He says he's going to be on the field. Says he is. Yeah, that's what he says. Not sure about uh, Winston yet. Didn't see the action, uh, actual injury report. I'm sure it's out there somewhere with the Saints this weekend. I know they've had a few players uh, that did not practice uh, during the week. Uh, they're going to be ready to play. I'm not sure uh, in that. So, uh, as we mentioned, uh, baseball, uh, the Guardians uh, take on uh, the Rays in Cleveland. Uh, yeah, game's going to be on ESPN at uh, 11 our time the Phillies Cardinals tip off at 1 and uh, the Phillies uh, you know the Phillies and uh, the Seattle were the two major league teams who had the longest uh, playoff droughts and they both made it this year I think the Phillies were I think in 11 so it was 11 years since they've been in and then with uh, Seattle it's been 20 years I do believe since they've been in
1: And and again what a Quick fall off for them because they had a great record in two thousand one, and then just fell off the map.
0: They did that. They did, and uh, uh, basically, the the next game on this evening will be the third game: Uh, the Mariners at the Blue Jays at uh, three p.m. on ESPN. Also, the Padres and Mets end up the night at a seven p.m. first pitch on ESPN. Both are uh, anyway. Both of these teams are sixty franchises. The Mets came in in sixty two, and the Padres, I believe, in sixty eight sixty nine, Yeah, that was uh, the first year of the, the division play. Uh, anyway, um, other sports this weekend. Of course, the Giants uh, and Packers are in London. Uh, they've got, it shows at 9.30 time. I'm sure that's Eastern. I'm sure it's yeah, 8.30 our it time. Uh, the Bengals and Ravens on Sunday night uh, is on NBC. And then Monday night we got the Raiders and the Chief and Chiefs in their long-term rivalry. Of course, the big game in our area tomorrow is number uh, uh, number eight Tennessee taking on number twenty-five LSU with
1: an eleven o'clock kickoff. You, you've got to look behind you. You've uh, got to look. You got to look. You got to look at that. Uh, yeah. What is that?
0: Looks like somebody's moving with a trailer. And I'm not talking about a, I'm talking about a red wagon
1: trailer. A bicycle and everything he owns on top of that wagon. Yeah,
0: moving, moving. Oh, Lord. Anyway, uh, of course, the big game, uh, LSU and Tennessee. Uh, Tennessee, uh, LSU's kind of owned Tennessee the last five uh, games they've played against each other. And uh, LSU uh, looking to extend that to six. And those games have spread out over a period of years, though. But uh, Tennessee... Still holds the uh, overall uh, record. I think they're twenty ten and one their in their rivalry that began back in the twenties.
1: So. The thing about it, they only play Tennessee uh, because of the rotation every three years is something it? like that. You're almost a brand new team every yeah. time you see those teams that you don't see every year from your conference. It's all, almost like two different teams on the field completely. It so few players uh, would remain over that span.
0: I, I'm trying to recall the last time Tennessee and LSU played was Les Miles, the coach at uh, LSU, basically, when they last they played. Did Ogeron play them? I can't recall if Ogeron even played them. seemed like they they'd played two or three years ago. Anyway, uh, also another big game and unbelievable. Probably
1: was the um, 2019 perfect season.
0: Yeah, I think it was, too. Anyway, uh, number uh, 17 TCU will host uh, Kansas, who's number 19. I think Kansas has won five games in the last three years. And here they are, boom, they're 5-0, and uh, taking on uh, the number 17 TCU, which has had some success uh, over the last uh, uh, few years uh, with Gary Patterson. But uh, he's no longer the coach there, so uh, uh, I want to say that uh, – Uh, The uh, former SMU coach moved on. uh, His name escapes me right now, but his dad was also a big coach in college football at one time. Uh, Elsewhere, number uh, 11 Utah is at UCLA. Another interesting game in that regard. So uh, we'll see how the Utes come out. Uh, UCLA uh, playing pretty well. But they had to struggle to beat, uh, I want to say – was it U, uh, UAB, a uh, South Alabama, a couple of weeks ago, thirty-two, thirty-one? So um, interesting. Um, just going through uh, my list here. Of course, the NBA preseason still happening right now. And uh, 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 Jeff, you know something we hadn't mentioned at all it, in the World Cup right
1: around the corner too with uh, soccer. So uh, November, okay. I, I I don't know the exact time. I know it's in and around the holidays. Uh, all right. They're making a big deal about uh, Santa being disrupted by it. <laughs>
0: And I, I can't even tell you where they are going to be played Qatar. right now. Oh, in Qatar? Okay, so over in the Middle East. and uh, uh, Interesting. So, uh, anyway, a lot going on. I saw an article, too, with our home run hitter, uh, uh, Mr. Um, uh, Aaron Judge, and uh, the one big thing they talk about that, he, that they, they were talking in this article is that he could have hit 81 homers. I, I just I'm trying to understand how they came to that number and the sixth highest single season home run mark in Major League history, uh, believed to be juicing the seventh. Aaron Judge's 62 uh, came when it matters. Balls they, they used this season uh, behaved like often juice balls o- used over the previous six. And Judge would have hit 81 dingers. Uh, So uh, uh, that would have eclipsed Barry Bonds' record by eight. But uh, anyway, they were trying to do the numbers on this, and uh, Judge uh, hit uh, 111.8-mile-an-hour double to left center last month against the Brewers with a 19-degree launch. Uh, Man, the physics come into play here in 2018. Ryan Braun hit nearly identical shot in the same ballpark. And the same launch angle and the same location and slightly lower exit velocity and cleared the fence. So, you know, uh, they're talking about the balls being juiced and the balls not being juiced. Uh, I know they did wind them a little tighter. I think uh, the last year or two, and I don't know how that affected the trajectory or the ball leaving the ballpark. But uh, anyway, uh, when you're six foot seven and you weigh two hundred and what twenty thirty pounds. Uh, that's man. Fifty years ago, most ball players were probably six foot and weighed 190 pounds. Hank Aaron and Willie Mays weren't even. Aaron might have been six foot, but Mays was five ten, five eleven, probably weighed 175 pounds. And uh, you know, those guys, it's all in the wrist, I think, and the bat speed. And Mays and Aaron, not big guys at all, who launched home runs. Roger Maris was six foot, maybe 190, 195. Babe Ruth was. By that time, 6'2", or so, probably 2'15", a b- pretty big man back in back in the day. So, uh, anyway, you just look at the ball players today, Jeff, and you know as well as I do, uh, Cal Ripken, uh, the junior, at six-foot-four for a shortstop, set the mark, you know. Most of your shortstops are small. Ozzie Smith, Pee Wee Reese. Uh, Barry Larkin had a little size to him, but uh, when Cal Ripken came along, now you see almost everybody's short stops pretty big. And yeah, pretty Paul, guy in Pittsburgh, yeah, six, six seven. seven Cruz, you know? Cruz, Jose, not Jose. He's a Cruz though, but six seven. I mean, I, I saw one the other day. He dove. I mean, uh, trying to get a line drive past him is pretty tough when you gotta just jump off your feet and you're already ten feet uh, from where you were. Uh, but uh, just amazing the size of the players today and the pitching looking. Yeah, I don't see any five ten, five eleven pitchers anymore. They're all six two, three, four, five, six. Uh you don't see that si- that size today. And what's amazing, Jeff, the ballparks basically are the same size they were 60, uh, fifty, sixty, seventy years ago. You know, uh the, the right field line's three thirty five, of course in uh, Wrigley it's three fifty five, but center field was what four hundred, you know, and the power alleys are three sixty five. Uh that's not deep. Uh, other ballparks pretty much symmetrical uh, to a certain degree, but they've got angles now. But anyway, the size of the baseball players today just astounds me. When you think just as little as 20, 30 years ago, they weren't that big at all. Barry Bonds was maybe – when he came into the league, what, maybe one, maybe 180 pounds. Of course, he lived at one, uh, probably 230 pounds when he left baseball But mm-hmm. Mark McGuire, etc. Anyway. A lot,
1: a lot of time in the gym. Yeah,
0: you're right. And uh, some other gyms, too. Anyway, uh, don't know if you have any breaking headlines or
1: anything you noticed. Uh, no, I've been trying to find the last time LSU and Tennessee played. And for some reason, I, I, I unless they played last year... They didn't seem to play in eighteen nineteen or 20, and I can't imagine they played them last year and played them again this year.
0: Yeah, and, uh, you know, LSU, like I said, they've beat Tennessee the last five times they've played. One, I think, was in the uh, the SEC Championship, but that was uh, many years ago. Uh, and let's see, um, I'm just looking up uh, the all-time series. Uh, of course, Tennessee comes in 4-0. and I don't know if they've played anybody... Uh, uh, with, uh, you know, structure. I think Tennessee uh, Tennessee did – I think they did uh, beat – seemed like somebody in the SEC that was pretty decent. But uh, uh, just I can't recall uh, them uh, – I see a history here of the games. Uh, Tennessee leads uh, 20 wins, and they have had three ties. I said one earlier, and LSU has 10 wins. And the current streak, LSU last played them in 2017. Okay. It's so the last that's... time they
1: played. It seems to me they would play more often than that, uh, yeah, do they play three teams or just they I always think, play Florida, yes, and then do they play two others?
0: Yes, they play, two eight others games. In the East? yeah, so they have the five, so you'd they, think you'd play them every three years. It might be more than that now since uh the advent since they brought in Missouri and uh well, there's seven A&M. teams in
1: each division, that's right so, so. you had
0: six games there. And then Florida is their constant opponent on the eastern side, so they play. They it's going to take a while to rotate games. I guess they might. Well, they won't play Tennessee for another maybe eight ten years. But the last time they played them was in uh, 2017, is what I see here. And uh, the largest margin of victory uh, for Tennessee was 28 nothing for LSU it was 33 to seven. Don't know when those games are played. The longest win streak for the Vols was five. The longest win streak for LSU is five, which is active right now. And uh, the uh, Tigers...
1: Uh, um, uh, apparently, they only play one other team from the East Division. Yes. They're, and, they're playing Florida, they're, they're playing Tennessee, and everybody else is non-conference or in their division.
0: Yeah, well, I've got the list of games here. They played November 18, 2017 in Knoxville. LSU won 30-10. And before then, it was in uh, October of 2011 in Knoxville, uh, LSU won 7 2010 in Baton Rouge, 16-14, then in Atlanta for the championship game, uh, uh, the SEC championship game in 07. Uh, that's when LSU won the national championship. They beat Tennessee 21-14, and in 2006, they beat uh, Tennessee and Knoxville 28-24, the last time they lost to Tennessee was in 2005 they uh in Baton Rouge Tennessee beat them 30 to 27 so and then that then the uh another championship year and uh when LSU won the SEC championship and also the national championship with Nick Saban they beat them in the in the SEC championship game at Atlanta 31 to 20 and that was in that's 21 years ago so uh anyway and since then they've played on and off but uh Tennessee dominated the series in the 30s from 34 all the way to uh, to 67 when, uh, no, check that, to 72 or 74. Tennessee won every year from 34 to 70, 74 when LSU finally broke through in Baton Rouge with a 20-10 to 10 win. So big series for the Tigers, too, this weekend. to keep it going, uh, you know, that one stub tour against uh, Florida State earlier in the year, and hopefully uh, we can see the Tigers. Uh, come really, back.
1: Still, you think about that. Extra point. That's yeah. right. Yeah, that, that's the difference in uh, that game. Maybe going uh, the other way.
0: Yeah, and LSU was dominating in the fourth quarter. They scored a couple of scores to get back in the game and uh, moving the ball, just humming it down the field. And uh, a missed extra point. Wow. Anyway, and didn't they have a field goal blocked earlier in the game too? Yeah. If my memory serves yeah. me right. So anyway, um, uh, we need to go ahead and take our yeah. first break yeah. this morning. You're listening to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with Today in Sports History right after this. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions
1: since the 1950s. The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. This Sunday, it's Gerald Grun again, Gentili Zadico from 4 to 6 after the Saints game. Join us again on Thursday, another round of bingo beginning at 7. Remember, never cover at the Quarter Tavern. 19 TVs has you covered for the Saints and LSU and no bar with more outdoor seating. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's. The best drink prices into Barry And don't forget, now serving fresh fruit margaritas and daiquiris. Quarter Tavern.
0: athletic field provides challenges that test their competitor. It is in that challenge that you realize you can accomplish things you have never thought you could accomplish. I am Jacob Landry, and I'm running for state representative in District 49. I've created hundreds of jobs, good-paying jobs, that families can build prosperous lives based on those jobs. This is my challenge, and I need your help. Your vote and your support will ignite a
1: bright new future for all of us. or go to to answertopain.com. Celebrating 75 years in business,
0: Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore
1: positions in both our production and construction divisions, and you can apply right now at danos.com, or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS- Great jobs. Great people. That's Danos. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all new Kane 1075.
0: Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio FM 1075 and AM 1240 Big Friday TGIF. Want to remind folks too that the Gumbo Cookoff they're assembling here downtown in Buligny Plaza. so uh putting up uh, carports in the
1: uh that's right Boulogneau. Is a parking lot.
0: Yeah, and uh, so if you think it, uh, you're coming downtown. Victor's is open today, and uh, but parking is limited as uh, the tents and all are going up. And uh, already, there and there's
1: already street closures along Ful- uh, along the bayou on Fulton Street there, plus uh, the um, area for uh, trucks to park, uh, the loading zone uh, that's uh, closed off. There's already uh, some trailers uh, in. Normal parking spots. So, yeah, it's, it's a little tight, but there's parking. There is some, yes, but it's limited. And I uh, just want to remind folks that uh, the Gumbo Cook-Off
0: is this weekend, starting tomorrow and Sunday. So uh, if you want to come down for some enjoyment, as we mentioned, parking is limited, uh, but uh, come have some fun. Meanwhile, today in sports history, Jeff, whoa, what a whopper here. And I think everybody that's a football fan has heard about this game. In 1916, Georgia Tech, coached by John Heisman, yep, that's uh, the guy they named the trophy for, defeated Cumberland College 222 to nothing. the most lopsided score in the history of the U.S. college football and I was looking up, uh, Tech scored touchdown. Uh, I mean, it, the quarter scoring was, I think they scored twice. They scored 54 points in a quarter, 63 in one quarter. And I didn't look at the fourth quarter. But uh, you could probably do some math and figure out what they scored in the fourth quarter. They must have. T- every time they touched the ball, they must have <laughs> scored a touchdown. 222 to nothing remains. And Cumberland College is still playing football. I understand they... Uh, They had some issues uh, with a plane issue. I don't know if they crashed or what, but Cumberland College still plays college football in the NAIA division. Elsewhere in 1922, the first radio link to WNJ in Newark and WGY in Schenectady link for the World Series game. In uh, that uh, was broadcast today. In 1922, Major League Baseball Commissioner Kennesaw Mountain Landis insists Game 4 of the World Series be played but despite a heavy rain. And also in that series between the Yankees and the Giants, uh, there was a tie of 1-1. And there was talk again that there was some, uh, oh, how, how would you say, uh, gambling issues or confidence <coughs> games being played. And in that tie game of 1-1, to Kennesaw Mountain Landers took all the proceeds and gave it to a charity so the players couldn't reap more benefits from a tie of 1-1 playing. And that was the first year they designated seven games to be played in the World Series. And. Few years before they had they were playing nine.
1: Well, I, I want to say they started with seven games, and then they went to nine, and then eventually, yeah, this year back. in twenty two. Also, uh, nineteen thirty
0: three uh, on this date, the World Series, the Giants beat the Senators four to three at Griffith Stadium to clinch it four games to one victory. Uh, that was the last time uh, that the uh, Washington club had appeared in a World Series. Of course, they won it all. As the Nationals in 2019. Elsewhere in 1935, the World Series, the Detroit Tigers beat the Cubs four to three, with four games uh, to two to win the series. Of course, the Cubs ended up playing uh, in the series again, I believe in 38 against the Yankees. Uh, in 1936, the seventh-place Brooklyn Dodgers fired manager Casey Stingle, and of course, Casey made his mark with the Yankees, winning uh, I think ten World Series. In that regard, in 52 World Series, the Yankees beat the Dodgers 4-2 at Ebbets Field and uh, in game seven to tie their own uh, fourth straight World Series. The Yankees ended up winning five straight. They won the following year in 53. MVP of the series, first baseman Johnny Big Cat Mize. In 1953, Bill Veck tells the Browns stockholders he faces bankruptcy unless they drop their suit to block the move to Baltimore. They comply. Of course, uh, the Browns become the Orioles and go on to uh, – Win a few World Series in their time. In 1975, the Players Association filed suit on behalf of Dodgers Andy Messersmith. And boy, Jeff, the beginning of free mm-hmm. agency is when it took off. So, uh, Messersmith, along with Catfish Hunter the following year, Reggie Jackson, some movement initially. Uh, the Yankees looked like they were the only ones picking up players back then with Steinbrenner's big payroll. It might have been fifty million back then. Yeah, the
1: A's were gutted. That, that's yeah. one of the things I remember. Winning about three that. World
0: Series in a row in seventy two, three and four, beating uh, in that regard, beating the Reds, the Mets, and the uh, Dodgers, Dodgers yeah. in seventy four. Elsewhere, uh, in this date in nineteen eighty four, Walter Payton uh, passes Jim Brown as the NFL's career rushing leader. And I think he did it against the Saints that he, afternoon. He did, and, he and I'll, you feel.
1: I'll never forget that. Uh, it was at noon, and uh, the Cubs were playing San Diego in Game Five of the National League Championship Series, and nobody cared about Walter Payton on that day. We're all waiting for the Cub game to begin, and yeah, yeah, happy. Okay, Walter, great, great. Uh, but, but. Come on, Cubs. You Leon know. Bull Durham let that ball you know. go through his
0: legs that evening. Uh, oh. and he, p-
1: Pretty good fielding first base. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, uh,
0: Billy Buckner, the beginning of Billy Buckner. Anyway, uh, in 1989 on this date, Ricky Henderson steals a record eight bases in a playoff series, five games against the Blue Jays. Wow. Anyway, in 1991, the scorecard Harry, Space Appeal, and Cafe Lex in a ninth race at Belmont, created the second triple dead heat running in a New York thoroughbred racing in history. Of course, the first one happened in uh, 1944 at Aqueduct when June Brownie, Bursette, and wait a bit uh, had a dead heat. Dead heat, all three horses with the photo finish, dead heats, all noses right Mm. at the line. Amazing. Two times it's happened. That's hard to believe. Elsewhere in uh, 2012... Your Saints quarterback, Drew Brees, breaks Johnny Nice's NFL record for consecutive games with a TD at 48 when he connects with Devery Henderson out of Opelousas in the Saints' 31-24 win over San Diego at the Superdome. Of course, uh, Drew Uh, His streak was stopped at 54 when the Saints got beat by the Falcons, uh, of all people, to stop Drew Brees' touchdown streak.
1: I I tell you what, though, uh, and not to disparage uh, Drew Brees' record, but when Johnny Unitas did it, they didn't throw the ball nearly as much. Didn't have the prolific uh, wide receivers like uh, Drew Brees had uh, at his disposal, Um, so a little bit of a different uh, record there. It
0: was. And it, uh, Unitas, that's amazing. Lenny Moore coming out of the backfield, I'm sure, along with uh, Raymond Berry caught a lot of those passes, too, yeah. for the uh, coats back in the day. Birthdays today. Charles Woodson, the College Football Hall of Fame cornerback, Heisman Trophy winner, nine-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champ with the Packers, born on this date in Fremont, Ohio. Also, um Uh, I want to say, who passed away on this date uh, in 91 was Leo DeRocher, Hall of Fame shortstop, Major League All-Star in 36, 38, 40, World Series champ, 28, 34 with the Gas House Gang, with the Yankees and the Cardinals, manager of the 54 Giants who won the World Series and coach the World Series. was a coach with the Dodgers in 63 when they beat the Yankees. He was 86 years old. His wife, uh, Lorraine Day, was known as Ms. Baseball mm. uh, during the year. Of course, Lorraine Day being a movie actress, and uh, uh, DeRocha always uh, Johnny on the spot. And with that, the quote of the day by Leo DeLip DeRocha. He said this, and uh, nice guys, are all over the place. They're there in seventh place. And of course, he wrote the book "Nice Guys Finish Last," and also the saying. Leo DeRocher, Uh a gas house gang member, and and then left the Dodgers to go coach the Giants <laughs> across the Hudson. Uh, so amazing, Leo Durocher. Anyway, that's it today in sports history, uh, Jeff, October
1: the seventh. All right. As always, want to thank our sponsor, Swing Insurance. The Quarter Tavern, Jacob Landry, candidate for State Rep District forty nine and again that election next fall, the headache and pain center, Road Golf and Turf Club, and LA Classic Roofing,